Wild Card, an Introduction, by Adam Horowitz. We all have different types of friends, right? There's the one that's kind of an asshole, but fun to be around once in a while. Fun to get drunk and talk shit with, but you never actually call on them for physical or emotional help because they're just unreliable and kind of an asshole. Or there's the friend you see once in a while and it's a nice hangout and you're always like, I should spend more time with that person, but for some reason, you don't. Then there's that true friend, the one you'd be on the phone with forever, the one that helps you move or meets you at the hospital or has a permanent spot on their couch for you just in case you ever need it. Those types of friends are rare, we all know. But there's an even rarer friend, the one that gets you motivated, the one that not only gets themselves going and doing great things, but says, we should all get together and do this, and then does it. Adam Yauch was that type of friend, a once-in-a-lifetime type of friend, the friend that makes it happen, the friend that inspires you to go big. We all see things differently. We each experience an event in our own way. This book is how Michael Sweet Lou Diamond and I remember what happened to us. Yauk had talked about wanting to document our band, but sadly, without him here, me and Mike are going to have to do it alone. I say sadly, well, because of the obvious. Adam passed away in 2012. But it's additionally sad because if any of the three of us saw things with a unique perspective, it was Yauk. He was truly a wild card. Someone who, in my mind, was like, shit, I'm going to walk to the top of the Empire State Building with cameras taped to my shoes. I'll carry you up there piggyback style. It'll be funny. Let's go. He was the rare person who actually does all the crazy things they say they're going to do and does them even crazier than you'd imagine. For instance, Yao got into snowboarding in the late 80s. He met some other people that were into it and would go snowboarding with them. But not like how a regular person would do it. He met someone who knew someone in Alaska, and this person in Alaska would fly them to the top of an unsnowboarded-on mountain in a helicopter. They'd jump out of the helicopter with their snowboards attached and head down the mountain. That's a crazy thing to even dare yourself to think of, let alone say you're going to do, or do, or have done. The first time we went to Australia was in 1992. To me, Australia was a foreign land. Not only had I never been there, I don't think I'd ever met anyone who was Australian. What happens there? I had no idea. The flight took like 16 hours, and when we arrived, we went through customs and all that stuff. We got outside, exhausted from the flight, and a little nervous about being in a new place so far away from home. I just wanted to get to either a bed or a cup of coffee. As we left baggage claim and headed out to find a taxi, Yauk tells us that he met someone on the flight and they had some friends who were all meeting up to go snowboarding somewhere hours and hours of more traveling away. And since our first show wasn't for a couple days, he was going to cut out and hang out with these people for a bit and see us all at soundcheck before the show. Wait, what? At that point in my life, I'd like to think of myself as a spontaneous kind of person. But this was a little too next level. I just did not understand this behavior. Yauk wanted to see the world, so he did. He went to India and looked around. He saw things, met people. While on one of his trips there, he got in touch with the plight of the people of Tibet. He was so moved by their culture and what they had endured and continue to endure, he came back home and wanted, needed, to let people who didn't know, know. So he put together a big concert. 
not just a show, but a fucking massive benefit concert in Golden Gate Park in San Francisco. And that was just the start. He ended up having a bunch of these shows all over the world. Huge concerts in baseball stadiums with huge bands like U2. Yeah, he could get in the door and on the snowboard helicopter in Alaska because he was famous. But not many people can rally so many others to work for free. Especially for some weirdo cause like nonviolence. Passion and compassion. Yauk had him. Yauk, Mike, and I have spent more time with each other than with our own families. Really. When we were kids, all we'd do is hang out with each other and do stuff. Dumb kid stuff. Like doing nothing all day. And when we got serious about being a band and writing and recording music, we'd meet basically every day, five days a week, to work. And on weekends, we'd just hang out together anyways, because, you know, you gotta eat, right? So add those days up for 35 years, and that's a lot of getting to know someone. So, like, when it comes to my friend, the rapper Mike D., I know him. Like, basically everything. I know what sounds he makes when he eats. He mumbles to himself and hits the spoon against his teeth. I know the exact and precise time to say something fart-related that will make him spit up his food or drink. Every time. I kind of always know what he's going to say next, and he knows me just the same. He knows I'm always running late. He knows I have terrible B.O. because I haven't bathed in a while. He knows I've got some long-winded cockamamie story about something stupid and stressed out like my dog shitted 12 times in the living room and I had to take her to the vet and whatever. Everything. But Adam Yauk, a puzzle, a conundrum, a labyrinth of ideas and emotions, an enigma, a wild card. 